Welcome back, everybody, to the 515 Sports Podcast. Max Olson alongside Brock Bierman and Chase Winterboer. We are back. This is our third week of doing our podcast. We are excited as ever to dive into this week's episode, which we will be talking about the group of five teams and the independents. So if you don't know a lot about college football other than the main you know, main power five schools. We are here to fill you in on what should be an interesting year in these conferences. Yeah, for sure. We will be talking about the group of five conferences. Like Max said, we'll start off with the American conference, always a very competitive league. Mountain West should be an entertaining conference as well. And then we will have the Sunbelt Mac. Everybody loves some action conference USA. And we will finish things up with the independent teams so the american conference chase is our we call group of five also known as mid-major expert so he will start things off with what he thinks the american conference will look like this year appreciate it brock i don't know if i'd say expert i'd probably say more fanatic um i mean maybe it'll be an expert after this year i guess we'll find out right but Alrighty, boys, let's uh make this short and sweet so um this will probably be the best group of five conference here the american so might spend a little bit more time on this, but I'll jump right on in. So I already got a surprise pick here. Number one, I'm going with the UCF Golden Knights. Um, got two Cincy, three Houston, four SMU. Um, watch out for them. They could pull off some upsets. Five East Carolina, six Memphis, seven Tulane, eight USF, nine Tulsa, ten Navy, and eleven Temple. We'll probably I'll probably just talk about these first three teams here just because, I mean, those will probably be the three teams that might have any chance of even winning the conference. So, I mean, start off, I got UCF winning. Um, that's kind of, uh, I don't know, I'd probably say uh, not the typical pick for this conference, but I don't know, I just like UCF's draws here, boys. Um, they don't have to play Houston, which I think that's huge for them. They get SMU and Cincy at home. I think they can at least get one of those. If not both, honestly, I think their probably like trap game, I would say, is going to be either at Eastern Carolina or at Memphis. But I mean, I just I like the direction here that Gus Malzone has been taking UCF. I think that this is the year they finally get over the hump. Um, They had some injuries last year um, with obviously Dylan Gabriel and had to start a true freshman. Now he's going to be starting again this year. And I thought he filled in great last year for the Knights. They still got a lot of guys back on offense. Um, I think this defense is going to be pretty solid, too. I think it's going to be one of the best in American. We got um, a couple transfers coming in, too, um, from Auburn, which Gus was coaching at before. So, yeah, I really like them. And then we got two and three here. I think since you're Houston, I, I'm actually pretty high on Houston as well. I really like their quarterback play. Um, and it was one of my players to watch, um, Clayton Toon. You guys should probably get familiar with that name. He's going to be – very good quarterback for them. Also, he'll be thrown to Nathaniel Dell. Get to know that name too. Pretty good one-two combo right there. But um, yeah, I really like Houston's offense. I think the defense is going to be okay, but I think their offense is going to win them a lot of games. And then for Cincy, um, I definitely could see Cincy obviously win this conference again, but they had a lot of guys who departed. And I mean, I still think they're going to be good, but I don't know. I'm just curious to see how they're going to refill. And after, I mean, they lost a lot of guys. So I still think they're going to be good. Um, Luke Fickle, heck of a coach. So I don't think he'll have much problems. But, yeah, I just wanted to 
go UCF there at one just because why the heck not? So, Max, you got anything? No, I think you're right in the fact that I would say, so since he's been the number one team in that conference for a, a good, a solid couple years now where they are the clear one, I think that Houston and UCF have closed the gap. I think that Houston is a lot closer to Cincinnati this year than they were last year for sure. And I think that UCF is closer to both those teams than they were last year too. I think the gap is closing in the top of the American for sure. I think Houston might win the conference. I think they probably should win the conference. I think Cincinnati is too. I think replacing Ritter is going to be the main problem or issue for them. I think they have the number one offensive line coming back. I think they have a very good offensive line coming back. I just think it's going to be hard to replace that quarterback because when you're at such a smaller school, that quarterback play is so important because you have to have somebody that takes care of the ball and you have to have somebody that knows the offense and is able to kind of guide you around. Now, they have a lot of experience for sure being to the college football playoff. I just think it's going to be hard for them to replace for sure. I'd like Houston to win that. I think Olgerson is able to kind of build off what they did last year where they had a very successful season. And like you said, Chase, I think Toon is just going to be better than whoever since he decides to go with. And I think Houston also is going to have a very solid offensive line. They're going to have probably the American player of the year in uh, the wide receiver you just said. I can't remember his name now. but Nathaniel uh, Dell, baller. Yeah. I think I think he's probably going to be the player of the year in the American and on the offensive side for sure. And I think that just overpowers what Cincy can do because like we've seen in some of these leagues, just points are just going up left and right. And I think Houston able just to score more. And Cincy and Cincy having that issue at quarterback of who they're going to start is going to be what hurts them, and that's why I think Houston wins. But otherwise, I'm with you on a lot of the other things. No, yeah, I definitely agree. I just want to point out real quick, too, uh, Houston does not play UCF or Cincy. So they got a pretty favorable schedule, I would say, as well. And, I mean, yeah, honest, I could honestly see either of these top three teams winning it. Uh, I just went with UCF, but, I mean, the top three is going to be loaded. And, like we all know, coming to the Big 12 here soon, so – they're going to be uh, trying to get their name out there, and obviously it already is, but, you know, they're going to be trying to play for a lot more this year as well. So, um, Brock, you got any then? I mean, I was just going to mention that, you know, we're talking about the top three, and with a lot of these conferences, the smaller conferences, it's usually top three, and then it drops out, or even top two, sometimes top one. Well, the top three teams you mentioned, they're on the move, so this conference is going to be changing here in a couple of years. I, I mean, I'm just looking at these two, these three programs and like each one of them, like they have great coaches that are going to be able to put together some teams and honestly I didn't do as much research like as Chase did for these um, smaller conferences, but that's why we call him the expert of the group of five and uh, mid-majors. But uh, no, Cincinnati and Houston are probably going to be the two teams that I like heading into this season, but UCF. They have Gus Malzahn as the head coach. And while he his tenure at Auburn didn't end the way that he may have wanted, people got to remember that that dude took the team to the national championship once. So, like, that's something to remember that you don't you don't just do that by accident. So that's something to watch out for for this UCF team that's developing a, pro- a program for sure. Yes, 100% agree, bro. 100% agree. I'm just going to hop right in. I obviously said earlier, um, my sleeper is SMU. They got their quarterback returning. They got a lot of other players returning too. 
the only thing that held me back from them is new head coach because Sonny Dykes went over to TCU. So that kind of held me back a little bit. But I still think that they're going to be pretty solid on offense. But, yeah, we'll see about that. They could get some possible upsets. And then um, I'm just going to hop into my best bet right here, if you boys don't mind. But obviously this didn't make a lot of sense. I went UCF over five and a half conference wins, minus 130 on DK. I think their schedule is pretty favorable. I mean, the, I had mentioned earlier they got their two toughest games at home. I think for sure they get one of those. I also think they probably will fall to either Memphis or um, Eastern Carolina. But other than that, I think that they're going to roll through their schedule. And I think they're going to have a lot of momentum coming this year. And I'm just banking on no injuries. So that's what I'm rolling with, boys. I agree with I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Chase. I think my best bet to kind of not piggyback, but kind of go off what I was saying earlier would just be Houston to win the American at plus 240. I think it's a good play at plus money, and that's all I drop is plus money picks. So I am <laughs> uh, going with Houston at plus 240 to win the American. That would be my best bet at plus odds for sure. Honestly, I, I'm going to go with Max's pick right there because, like Chase mentioned, the schedule favors them for sure. I mean, they don't play, what was it, Cincinnati or UCF this yes. this year? Yep. And, and in a conference like this where it's very top heavy and you're not playing the two other top heavy teams, I mean, that that's a golden opportunity to win a conference championship without having to worry about facing two of the top three teams until maybe the conference championship game. With that, we will move on to the Mountain West, which out of all of the group of five teams, I, for some reason, love watching Mountain West football. Don't have like a real reason why, but it just seems like anytime I'm watching some of these teams, it's always an entertaining game. And at least a couple teams are making some noise in the college football rankings. Yeah, I agree, Brock. I think, like you said, somebody's always making noise in the rankings. Usually, like we kind of talked about the American, I think you have a clear favorite for the past couple years or so. Like usually it's been Boise State, in my opinion, for a while now. That's kind of the team that you're like, okay, we're going to pick them in the Mountain West. I think this year it's a lot closer between, again, the top three teams. And we'll see kind of what happens for sure. Chase has his rankings, so I'll let him drop his rankings in here. But like I think before hearing them, I think we're going to have a lot of a little bit closer gap than you might think if you're just an average fan that doesn't quite know anything in depth about this conference yes I yeah and I just want to say first off Brock I definitely agree I think out of all the group of five conferences I think Mountain West is probably my favorite so I 100% agree with that and Max you are 100% right too this conference is going to be close we're going to have pretty tight division races um, between the Mountain and the West so um, I'm just going to get right into it so I had a hard time picking this, but for to start my mountain division, I, I got Boise. I really could see Air Force, though. I would not sleep on Air Force at all. I think they're going to be really solid as well. The reason I picked Boise, I think their defense is going to be pretty solid. I think it's going to be a little bit better than Air Force's just by a little bit. I also am banking on a little bit um, more improvement in the offense. I, think, I didn't think it was as good as what people were expecting last year. So I think they kind of have a bounce back year. That's the only reason I got Boise at one. Like I said, Air Force at two. Utah State at three. I would not sleep on them either. They got a couple of good players as well. And they actually surprised a lot of people last year by winning the conference. So 
they will definitely be pretty solid again, but I think they got a little bit of regression. And then four, Colorado State, five, Wyoming, and six, New Mexico. And then I'm just going to hop on into the West here, if you boys don't mind. This is my favorite. This is a homer pick, Brock. We got Fresno State at one. I mean, come Let's on. Let's go. Jake Hayner, don't get me started. Favorite player in college football, you bet I'm taking him at number one. Uh, number two, we got San Diego State. They're going to be pretty solid as well. You boys can laugh at me all you want, but um, the reason I have them at number two is because their punter left. And like <laughs> that actually seems really funny, but you have like this guy absolutely just changed the game for them. I mean, you, I mean, I think you guys saw, what was it, the 82-yard punt the other day for the Bills? I mean, this guy is ridiculous. So now that they lose him, maybe, hey, maybe they have another one of him coming up. Probably not, but honestly, a big play for me. Uh, that's why I have him at two. So I don't know. I think they're still going to be pretty solid on defense. I think the offense is going to improve as well, but Homer pick at Fresno State at one. And then we're going to go San Jose State at three, four UNLV, five Nevada. They're going to drop down a little bit this year. And then six, Hawaii. I hate taking Hawaii at six. Love the island, but they're just not going to be good this year. Max, what do you got, bud? I'm I'm actually with you in all of this. It's kind of rare for us, but I'm yeah, with you in a lot of this. I don't really have any disagreements here. I think Boise State is the one, and I think that the Mountain Division is probably the tougher of the two divisions. Yep. Uh, I think that... Between those three teams, Boise State, Air Force, and Utah State, honestly, anything can happen. Um, you don't really know how things are going to shake out. I think any of three of those teams could win. And it's kind of hard, unlike with the SEC and the Big 12 and those teams, to see a big jump from somebody at the bottom that you could see, oh, they're going to come from the bottom and they're going to step way up. You don't really see that as much. It's, it's, it's harder for these guys to switch so much, and I think that, you're just able to see these top three teams fight it out, and I think Boise State comes out on top. But I could see any of those three teams coming out on top there. And in the West Division, I like Fresno State as well. I think, like you said, Chase, Jake Hayner is dog. He is him. And I think he, he can get it done. And like we kind of talked about with the American, that quarterback is so huge in these smaller conferences going up against not lesser defenses, but just the Quarterback play is so much more valued in these smaller conferences, and I think Jay Kaner is the reason that Fresno State can get it done for sure. So I think Fresno State wins that conference or that division, and Boise wins the other division. I mean, I don't have any specific rankings, but Boise State, like you guys said, and Fresno State are going to be really fun to watch this year. Air Force, for sure, might be a dog that could potentially finish first in the conference. They potentially could be on upset alert, though, <laughs> on a non-conference game. Hint, hint, later on uh, as we prepare for the season. But we'll get into that a different day. I knew you'd sneak that in there, Brock. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the Mountain West, I mean, there's very few games that you are like, oh, this game's going to be terrible from this conference. So I'm super excited for this conference. I'll be watching a lot of their games this year for sure. I do want to talk about UNLV a little bit just because it seems like last year they were kind of stuck trying to find figure out who they are but like a lot of people got them moving up to the middle of the pack in the, the Mountain West and uh with a team in a brand new stadium like where the Raiders play and all that that's a great destination now for 
a lot of recruits, in my opinion, I mean, you get to play in a huge NFL stadium every Saturday for a home game. So UNLV will be a team that I'll be watching, not necessarily to make noise, just because their program is definitely developing if people have them moving up in the Mountain West this year. Yeah, and just to touch on that real quick, Brock, they lost six games by one score. So, and it, I mean, I'm not saying that they're in Nebraska, but like that was a similar situation in Nebraska too. I think that's why people are, are high on them. But no, I mean, I have them, like I said, I'm at four. I think they definitely move up. I mean, they looked solid at times last year and they got two transfer quarterbacks, which I don't really know which one's going to be starting right now, but I just feel like they're moving in the right direction. And the reason, I mean, I had Nevada at five and Hawaii at six. I think Nevada, they lost so many guys. I think it was like five or six only returning starters they had. And Hawaii, they lost a lot too. So that's the reason I had UNLV at four. But yeah, no, they are, I, they're definitely on the rise, Brock. I would agree. All right. And uh, now we will hit oh, best Brock, bets. Brock. Oh, I thought you were going to skip me. I got oh, excited. Oh, I would never skip your best hey, bets, thank man. You, thank you. I was going to say. All right, this one I could go into analysis, but I'm just going to keep it quick. But I'm going with Wyoming under three and a half conference wins, minus 130 on DK. They lost a lot, a lot, a lot of guys, and I really do not like their schedule at all. I don't think they get four wins. Um, That's just me, though. Max, you got anything with this conference? I mean, you know I got to give you a plus pick. So I'm on Utah State over seven wins at plus 100. Not bad value okay. there. You can definitely see it happening, and it's at seven right now. I see them getting seven wins pretty easily. I guess not easily, but I think it can definitely happen. They can beat Connecticut. They can beat Weber State. They can beat UNLV. They're probably not. They're not going to beat Bama. They're not probably going to beat BYU. Oh no, they'll beat Bama. Okay. Well, Air Force will be a tough game. Let's say they lose that one. They got Colorado State. That's four. Wyoming five. New Mexico six. Hawaii seven. And then if they beat San Jose State, that's eight. So I think it can definitely be done. I got them plus a hundred at over seven wins and with that that is the mountain west up next we have the sunbelt conference sunbelt isn't necessarily always the greatest conference to talk about but they have recently added some teams to help boost morale a little bit so we'll start off with chase of course talking about the sunbelt so for the sunbelt when i was going through it I mean, it's really, the East division is stacked compared to the West. So we're going to talk about the East first, just because I think there's three top teams there who could probably win the division, or I should just say the conference. Um, I got number one anyways, App State at one. I, I don't know. I just think they're experienced. They got a little bit more experience than Coastal, and I think they're just slightly a little bit better than Georgia State. Two, I got Georgia State. This is... My sleeper team for the conference. I mean, they went on a heater at the end of the year. I mean, they won a lot of games. I think they've started to figure out who they are, and they got a lot of guys returning too. Um, I would not sleep on this team at all. I think they actually could win it, but I went with App State. Three, Coastal, which kind of feels weird saying, but and they, they still have Grayson McCall. If you guys don't know who he is, look him up. He is heck of a quarterback. Uh, I think he was preseason player of the year too for – Oh, the Sun Belt, really good player. Uh, they lost a lot of guys, though, so that's why I put them at three. I think it's going to be hard for them to replace the guys that they had. Four, I went with Marshall. Five, Old Dominion. Six, James Madison. Brock, you're a huge FCS guy, so I, I want to hear your opinions on this a little bit later, but they jump into the FBS now. And then at seven, I got Georgia Southern. 
And then just real quick here from the West, I, I got Louisiana at once still. They lost Billy Napier, who's now at Florida, who Max is extremely high on. Two, I got South Bama. And then three, Troy, four, Southern Miss, five, Texas State, six, Arkansas State, and seven, ULM. Max, you want to talk about anything here, buddy? I mean, I don't really disagree with you on a lot of this either. I think, like we talked about earlier, a lot of this is pretty written in stone. But like you talked about, the East is the tougher division for sure here between App State, Coastal, and Georgia State. I think you're higher on Georgia State than I am. I don't, I'm not really that high on Georgia State. I get what you're saying, how they kind of found who they are last year and kind of put everything together at the end. I just am not going to bet against Grayson McCall, to be honest with you. I've seen it done by him too many times to be like, I'm going to bet against you. I think they win the conference. I know Ab State is kind of tough. I just have seen it done by him too many times. And I like Coastal to win the East, but I've just, I've solely because I've just seen him do it so many times that I'm not going to bet against him. And I know they lose Isaiah Likely to the NFL, but they've been able to have some good teams around him, and he's been there for a while. So I'm just, like I said, not going to bet against him. The West Division, I got all the same as you. I don't really have any arguments with you either because it's pretty set in stone. So I'm with you on everything, except I think Coastal can get it done in the East. And then the only thing I will mention about the uh, Sun Belt, like you said, James Madison, first year FBS program after being in the FCS. The one thing I will mention about this is it's completely sad that they cannot be bowl eligible year one. I mean, this team is going to be competitive right away. The coach led them to an FCS championship game in 2019. And say what you want about the FCS or whatever, but making the championship game there means that you can compete with some of these teams in the Sunbelt Conference for sure. So I don't know if they'll have a, a very successful season, but expect – all of their games to be very competitive and maybe even make some noise in the standings. Yeah, I definitely, I think, well, I mean, I didn't have Matt last Brock, so I hope that goes for something for you, but no, I think that they'll be all right. I think they're actually probably will play in a lot of close games this year. And I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, if you can make the championship game, the FCS, you're probably going to be fine. I would say in the FBS, but no, yeah, it should be interesting to see how they do this year. But yeah, Max, you got anything for that or? No, I'm, I'm, I agree. James Madison is going to be a, a solid team for sure, especially from jumping from the FCS. I think they'll be able to fit in right away. And I mean, they have, I think, been host, they have hosted college game day twice in the last 10 years. And that's an FCS program that's doing that. So obviously there's a fan base, there's a draw for that team. So it might, it might take a while for them to develop more of an FBS like program, but this team for sure could someday be one of the top sluggers for the uh, Sunbelt Conference. And with that, we will now talk about our best bets of the conference. Yes, sir. So with this one, I there was a lot that I liked, but I'm going to go with South Bama over three and a half conference wins. It's a little juicy, minus 160. I just think that this benefits them a lot because they are playing a lot of teams from the West who I just don't think are as good as the East. And I just think, they're, either them or Troy will probably be the number two spot here in the West, and I just think they have a lot of manageable games that they should win. Max, what do you got? So, you know, I got to give a plus pick, like always. I'm on Louisiana Lafayette plus, they're like plus 130 at over conference wins at six and a half. So that means they got to beat everybody. 
But I think no, they could do it. I like that. I like that, Max. That's. I think they could do it. I think they could do that for sure. Plus 130, Louisiana Lafayette over conference wins, which is at six and a half. Amazing picks by both of y'all. Uh, and with that, the Sun Belt conversation is over. And right now we would love to take the time to uh, give a shout out to our brand new sponsor to our 515 Sports Pod. Max, do you want to give a little shout out to? Yeah, you know, we want to give a shout out to Team Larson Real Estate because just like any sports team, you want to be competitive, effective, and produce results. So if you're thinking about buying or selling your home, give Team Larson Real Estate a call at 515-291-8102. We appreciate them reaching out to us and become a sponsor of our show. We know they listen each week, and we are excited to kind of partner with them as we hope to grow their business, and they kind of hope to grow our podcast. So we appreciate them. Give them a call if you're looking to buy or sell a home, and we will keep rolling here. Up next, we have the MAC Conference. Everybody loves some midweek action. Uh, usually one of the heavier place-to-bet games each week, it seems like. But the action, Chase, we want to start us off with who you got. Action. Come on, Brock. Love talking some action with the boys. All right. It's going to be an interesting conference this year. Last year, there's a lot of close games. If I don't know if you guys watch much action, but there's a lot of competitive games in the MAC last year. I see pretty much the same this year. So I'm going to lead off here with the East Division. I'm, I got Miami, Ohio at one. Two, I got Kent State. I think they could. They lost their quarterback. I think they're still going to be pretty competitive, though. I, um, I think they could maybe sneak up on Miami. I don't see it happening, but they are, they're my sleeper. I'll just give you that. Um, three, I got Bowling Green. They return a lot. Uh, I think it was maybe like 17, 18 starters. But they just were not really good last year. But I think I think they definitely uh, have a better year this year with all those returners. At four, I got Ohio. Five, Buffalo, and six, Akron. I love, love, love Miami in this conference or in this division. I should say uh, we got our boy Brett Gabbert, brother of Blaine Gabbert. I, uh, if most of you guys know who that is, NFL quarterback. I mean, he is a baller. He, I mean, twenty-six passing touchdowns last year. He can sling it around. They return, I believe it was four out of five of their skill players as well. And they got a solid offensive line too. And I think this defense is going to be pretty meh as well. Not great, but it should get the job done. So that's why I got Miami at one. And then for the West, this is going to be the loaded part of the Mac, in my opinion. At one, I got Toledo, which I don't know. I could see NIU. I got NIU at two, which I could definitely see NIU as well. But I got Toledo. And then three, Central Michigan, four, Eastern Michigan, five, Western Michigan, and then six, Ball State. So a lot of Michigans in there. Um, sorry about that. But anyways, I think Toledo gets it done here. I I don't know. I just The thing that holds me back is NIU's defense was just awful last year, and I think that is going to start to catch up to them this year. Um, I really like Toledo's quarterback. He's actually going to be a – sophomore this year and he was only a freshman last year and he was balling uh Daquan Finn remember that name he's going to be extremely good here for the Rockets of Toledo but um yeah I I got Toledo probably winning this whole conference but I don't know I definitely could see Miami making some noise as well so Max what do you got I agree with you I was actually gonna make a 
I was going to try to make an argument with you here of why Toledo should be one in this conference, but you you got it there. So they returned four of their offensive linemen as well. So I think that's big. And like you said, rising star quarterback. So I'm with you in everything in the West. I think NIU can get it done for sure. They're definitely able to. I just am with you. I think the defense is not there. I just don't think it's there. And in the East, I am on Miami, Ohio as well. I think Brett Gabbert is going to get it done for him. I think Kent State just losing Dustin Crum is just, that's tough because he was kind of the heart and soul of that team. He was just everything for him. They ran that super fast offense, and it just, that's so hard to come in and just switch into if you're just a new quarterback. It's just so hard to get in there and just instantly implement that right away. And I think losing him is just ultimately not going to be enough. They're not going to be able to replace that enough to overtake Miami, Ohio at the top spot there. Yes, I definitely. And uh, I was going to say they got Colin Shield. He'll be their quarterback, and he's kind of been there for a little bit. So I think he knows the system. So that's why I said they can maybe make some noise. But yeah, like you said, though, Max, I mean, replacing Crum, I mean, he was a heck of a quarterback for them. So I think that it's going to take him a little bit to get going. Love you guys's uh love your guys' picks. I don't have a Mac Shin filled uh prediction, but I know for sure some units will be placed on a lot of these games. Love Mac Shin. Out of boy, uh, Brock. Speaking of units, what are your guys' best bets for this conference? Yes, I am super pumped. This is gonna be my second official pick. I have three uh futures I will be taking. This is gonna be my second one, so you boys better listen up. Second official pick, best bet of this conference, Miami, Ohio to win the East. Max, you're like this, plus 130. Yes, that's what plus I was going to say. That was what I was going to say. Really? That's what really? I was going to say. This thing really? is definitely smacking. Miami, wow. Ohio plus 130. It's yes, smacking. Me and Chase, if me and Chase are on the same page, I'm going to tell you this. That is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah. So We don't mess around. No, yeah, I would definitely write that one down. I mean, like I said, I think Kent State could be sneaky good, but, I mean, Miami should run away with this division. I mean, after Kent State, these four other teams are just not even going to be able to compete. And, yeah, I mean, Kent State's really going to be their only competition. But, I mean, I don't know how you can bet against Brett Gabbert. Well, and it's plus 130. It's great value, I think. Yeah, no, it's really, really, really good value. So I'm, I, that's I'm what all I'm about with. all about good value. Yes, I, I, and I appreciate plus one thirty Miami to win the East, great value. I'm on it. Miami, Ohio. <laughs> right. oh, oh, boy, I'm writing this down. Writing this down. Got to make sure. And with that, we have completed our section on the MAC conference. Now that we have the MACTION covered and completed, we will now talk about the conference USA with teams like UAB. UTSA, got to give a shout out to North Texas for having uh, McCartney at one point. But <laughs> we'll have Chase take it over with his predictions on Conference USA. Oh, Brock, he would sneak that in as well. I love it. All right, boys. Last group of five conference. I'm already getting tears in my eyes. I appreciate the time we've had talking about this, but let's get, let's dive right into it. All right, at one, is a homer pick. I'm going UAB. I think that they get it done this year. Because uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but their coach, Bill Clark, he was huge in bringing back their football program, but he retired after or this past year and will not be on the team. So this is just kind of me thinking that they're just going to dedicate this season to him and they're going to like show him appreciation for bringing back this program. And I mean, 
since they've brought back this program, they've won two conference titles, which is insane to think about. And I mean, I'm not even just saying that that they're gonna be number one because of this. Like, they're gonna have a good team as well. I think their offense is gonna be pretty solid. They got Dwayne McBride at running back. He is very, very good. I think he's top two running back in this conference. He will be running kids over all day. I think this defense is going to be pretty solid as well. They've had a pretty good defense um, ever since, I mean, the program got back. So I think nothing's going to change there. But I got them at one. UTSA at two, which some people might question. But I just think there's going to be a regression year for them. They still got quarterback Frank Harris, who is a baller. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a baller. They did lose Sincere McCormick, who was their running back, but I don't think that's going to impact them too much. They still got a lot of good receivers there, but I just think they got kind of lucky, to be honest, last year, and I think they're going to have some regression this year. Um, at three, I got Western Kentucky. They brought in West Virginia quarterback Jared Dogie, or I think that's how you say his name, and he's not bad. He's not bad. I think he's going to have a little bit more success in the Conference USA, but I don't, I'm not very high on this defense, though. The defense has to improve. Four, I got UTEP. They got a lot of guys returning. I think that's going to help them out a lot. But I also could see North Texas, maybe. I got North Texas at five. Uh, definitely could see them returning, or not returning, being at four, I meant to say. And then six, FAU, seven, Charlotte, eight, Louisiana Tech, nine, Middle Tennessee, 10, Rice, 11. I'm sorry, FIU. But, yeah, those I think it's just going to be UAB and UTSA battling it out. Max, what do you got? Yeah, so I agree with you on pretty much all that. I will say this. Jared Dagey has entered the transfer portal as of, like, 10 hours ago. So he is not at WKU anymore, and I don't know where that puts them. I think they dropped down a decent amount because I think it's a – yeah, so apparently what happened was he was in a quarterback battle with the guy they brought in from a Division two, I think, and he lost, and so he transferred. So he entered the transfer portal. So oh. like I was talking about in the Big 12 episode where I was like, all West Virginia needs is some quarterback because their quarterback has been trashed the past couple of years. Well, can't even win a job at a at WKU. So I don't know what to tell you, but I that think is yeah, wow, breaking dropped- news. We need some like breaking down. news music. I, I I mean like that's crazy that you you just pulled that out of nowhere. I, yeah, I, mean, like, I had no idea. Yeah, I don't know how I knew that, but I think it happened like last night, maybe. So oh, it makes uh, sense. Uh, he has he's in the transfer portal, so I think that's gonna hurt them for sure. I think honestly, UTEP could jump over them, maybe. If yeah, that's the I case. agree. And I think that changes a lot of output on the whole conference and in theory if just because of one guy which is kind of crazy to think about but otherwise no i agree with you on all of this chase i think uab utep right that's or not utep utsa that's kind of your top tier and then i don't even know anymore after that because wku probably drops down and utep goes over them and i don't even know how far they drop down either like yeah i mean they're just all going to be battling for first and second and i mean they're not probably gonna be coming even close in my opinion but that's just me yeah so i'm with you on all of that i just thought i'd add that note for that portion of western kentucky and thanks for that information max uh only thing i'll say about this conference is since dan mccartney got fired or like left north texas have not watched a single conference game with this conference so my goal this year is to watch a couple of them 
Hey, speaking of that, Brock, I'll give you a game to watch. You're going to watch UAB versus UTSA November 5th. We're going to watch that together, all right? Oh, for sure. I'll write that down in my schedule right now. Perfect. There you go. As we wrap up Conference USA, we always end each conference with our best bets. And we always know Chase and Max always have some good bets that everybody should consider putting some units on. Yes, thank you, Brock. We're going to actually go two picks from me because why the heck not? So I'm going to go with UAB over five and a half conference wins, minus 135. Like I said, I think they honestly win the conference. But, I mean, they should easily get six wins in this conference, in my opinion. And then Max is going to like this one. I have just checked, and I got a plus money move, all right? If you go under DK and go to make the or make the title game tab... UAB is listed at plus 105 just to make their conference title game. I really like this as well. I think it's really just going to be UAB and UTSA battling it out. So I think that at plus money is, I mean, it's not like a lot of plus money, but I think that's a very good bet as well if you don't want to lay the juice with over five and a half. But those are my two. Max, what are you up? I mean, you know, like I've always said, plus money moves are my moves. So UAB to win the conference championship is plus 230. Yes, yes. I mean, if you're going to say they're going to make the conference championship at plus 105, you might as well sprinkle on them to win it. So maybe you take both of me and Chase's picks here. A little, how you doing? Boom. Let me get another one. Boom. Yeah, give me some more of that. Boom. (laughs) How you doing? So I'm on UAB to win a conference championship plus 230. I love it when you guys get along and actually agree on picks. Yeah, we'll have some disagreements here coming up. I already know we got one. Brock, you want to lead us into our last topic? For sure. Well, this isn't really independence. Not a conference because they don't, you know, do conference championship or anything or the standings don't matter. Some of the teams like UConn are just waiting for basketball season. While some of them, Notre Dame, may be making noise, according to some of the people in this podcast. So Chase will have the start on his predictions on this conference, not conference. Yes, Brock, you actually got me really excited there thinking about basketball. I cannot wait for that portion of the podcast. And yes, UConn will be very, very good. Anyways, we don't need to talk about basketball. We're talking football right now. So for independence, I mean, I'm only going to really touch on probably three, maybe four schools here. So First off, we're going to talk about Notre Dame. Um, I'm just going to say I'm not a Notre Dame fan at all. I'm just going to leave it at that. Please join a conference. You guys are not cool enough to be independents anymore. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, sorry. I need to get that out. Anyways, Notre Dame. I think that they're actually going to be pretty solid this year. I saw, um, we're going to talk about it next week, but I saw they're ranked fifth, which I think that's a little bit too high for them, but we can get into that next week. But I think that they should still be pretty good this year um obviously the huge headline Marcus Freeman now coaching for them uh, I really like that for him I think the players love him a lot too so I think that they're going to be just fine watch out for Michael Mayer he is really 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 good tight end uh he will definitely be getting drafted um watch out for him as well they're gonna have to replace their quarterback which I think that there's still gonna be fine which I don't know. We'll we'll see, but I think they're going to be fine there. And then I think their defense is obviously going to be pretty dang good again. So I guess this isn't even a best bet, but I think they do get over eight and a half wins. Uh, I think they do get nine. So if you want to take that, go ahead. But I think Notre Dame has a pretty good season. Um, Next, I, I, we can talk about this all day, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, BYU, 
out of all the FBS teams we've previewed, guys, they might have the most brutal schedule I've ever seen. I mean, they have Baylor, which is at home, which is good for them. But then they're going to Oregon. They also have Notre Dame and Vegas and then Arkansas. I mean, and then, I mean, you can throw in Boise State, too, on the road. I mean, that is brutal, absolutely brutal. So, um, yeah, I think that they're going to be pretty good. They return a lot. Um, name to watch on this team, we got Jaron Hall, their quarterback, come back from last year. He's a stud. So, I'm. it sucks because I was really high on BYU, but this schedule is just brutal. So, I don't know. Maybe they can pull off some upsets, but I'm not really super high on them just because of schedule. And then Army. I mean, salute the troops, boys. Come on. We were going to talk about them a little bit, too. I think that they're going to be just fine. Um, they got they got some tough games to start off. I mean, um, we're going to talk about it next week, but they play Coastal their very first game. I think that could be really good. But, I mean, Army's returning a decent amount this year. Uh, name to watch on this team. Um, actually, I think in all of college football is Andre Carter, the second. He is uh dud on this defense um i would really encourage watching him if you guys ever watch any army games but no yeah i think army is going to be pretty solid as well they get the three worst teams in college football on their schedule but also are at wake forest and play utsa so and georgia state don't forget about georgia state so i don't know well it'll be interesting to follow this team i think they're gonna be good anyways i'm done talking max what do you got so i kind of like Notre Dame this year. I don't think they're going to be super, super good. I think their schedule is going to be uh have fun schedule. I think if you're an independent, though, like Notre Dame is, and you want to try to make the college football playoff, you have to have this schedule. You have to. They have Ohio State. They have UNC. They have BYU. They have, they have uh, Clemson. They have USC. Like Those are all games that if you win, you're gonna if you can win all of those games, you will be in the conversation at least. And you can lose maybe one of those games and still be in the conversation. I think that overall they have a chance to make the college football playoff. They have to kind of ball out. I think they have to just go crazy. And I don't think they will. Um, I will say the thing that hurts them is Avery Davis towards ACL again. And that is a yep. huge loss for them at wide receiver. And like Chase said. Meyer's going to be a great tight end for them. I just, you got to have more dudes than just one. So I think Davis tearing his ACL again is huge, massive loss for them. I just don't think they can get it done because their schedule is so tough. They're a team to watch for sure in the whole college football. Every every year they're always up there. I don't think they get to the college football playoff this year just solely because their schedule is so tough. BYU, I'm in the same boat as almost the same exact boat as Notre Dame. I think they're very good schedule brutal which kind of brings up the point if you're an independent school now with the realignment and everything that's going to happen either you're going to have a hard time surviving probably or you have to have this notre dame schedule where you're just playing ranked teams like every week that's your only chance at survival to be well known and to probably make money to be quite honest football always bring in money but if you want to bring in a substantial amount of money and you're an independent school you have to pull this Notre Dame schedule. And that's kind of not a prediction. That's just more of a fact. And I think because of that, Notre Dame is having a hard time this year. And I think they won't make the college football playoff. They're the only really team, I think, out of the independence that, besides BYU, is going to be noiseworthy. 
And I just don't think they can get it done solely because of one injury and just the schedule is just brutal. And uh, with Notre Dame, I mean, like you said, their schedule is brutal. If they have one loss, this is just my personal opinion. If they have one loss and they're going up against a Big 12 team with two losses, but they won the Big 12 championship game, the fact that the Big 12 at one point was punished because they did not have a conference title game should put that Big 12 team over Notre Dame just because they had that conference title game and Notre Dame doesn't. Even if they have the same record, I still take the Big 12 team over Notre Dame. I just Amen, Brock. I like again, I don't want to really get into this right now, maybe in a later episode, but I just don't like this idea that Notre Dame is this almighty power touchdown Jesus. They they own college football, all this stuff and they're going to have their own TV contract. That's great. And you know what? It may work for them. Good for them. But honestly, college football, college football fans, I feel like don't care as much about Notre Dame as Notre Dame thinks college football fans care about them. So I'll leave it at that. With BYU, I like them, but again, their schedule is an issue. Uh, I think Chase mentioned Oregon, Baylor, Arkansas, Notre Dame, and even Boise State at Boise State is going to be an issue. That will be a good game. That's going to be a game I'm going to be watching for sure. But I'm looking at their schedule. Baylor at home, dude, Provo is a it's a hard place to play at. So that could favor Cougars. So I may favor them there. And then they play Notre Dame at Las Vegas later on in the season. And that honestly could be more of an advantage for them, depending on how many Notre Dame fans travel. That game should be good too. Uh BYU is doing exactly what Notre Dame is doing with scheduling these tough games if they want to make any noise in the uh, world of college football. But they made the smart move by announcing that they're going to be going to a conference. So that may benefit them in the long run over Notre Dame. But I'll leave it at that. Well said, Brock. Well said. Did we mention best bets for teams in the independents? If not, I'll let Chase take it over. Oh, yeah. No, you already know I got one, Brock. Originally had Army over eight wins. But I don't like it as much as this just because of their schedule. Like I mentioned, I'm going BYU under eight and a half wins, minus 130 on DK. I mean, that schedule is just brutal. And, like, Brock, I actually do – I think they could definitely pull out a win against Baylor. I think their chances are going to be against Baylor or Arkansas just because they're at home. But, I mean, it's still going to be really hard to win those games. And then, I mean, I I think maybe if they do win that game, I I think they lose to Boise on the road. And, like you said, we're definitely going to be watching that game together. But – I don't know. This schedule is just brutal, so I just don't think they got enough in them to get nine wins. They had ten last year, but this schedule is way worse. Max, what do you got? So, you know, plus money move from me. I am plus 135 at Notre Dame under eight and a half wins. And if you so if you look at their schedule, if they win, if they don't win a single ranked game they have, they will not they will be at eight wins. So that means they have to beat an Ohio State, they have to beat a BYU, they have to beat a Clemson, they have to beat USC. They have to win one of those games. I don't know if they can. That's just my plus money. That's my plus money pick. That's all I'm saying. Plus 130 if you want to bet. Max, I'm going to stop you right in your tracks. I thought they were a playoff contender team. 
Yeah, they could be if they they have to win all those games. I don't know. I don't think they can, but they could. I'm saying they could okay. win all those games. They could win all those games. Hey, you know what? I don't and think I they would do. No, I would love to see us under hit. You know how happy that would make me if I saw that under hit. I would be praising you. I'd I'd make sure everyone knew that this was your bet. Okay, I would. Okay, if they win three out of those four games, I think they make the playoffs. All right, I and yeah, I mean, if they're I a actually... one loss team with their loss being to an Ohio State, a Clemson, or a USC, I think they're in the playoffs. What and if you know, it's a what if it's one loss against an unranked team? No. Going up against a two-loss Oklahoma team, but those losses are to Texas and Baylor. No, I'm taking the Big 12 team. I don't. I think Notre Dame can have one loss. It has to be against one of these three ranked teams, whether that's Clemson, Ohio State, or USC. They can lose one of those. I don't think they win really any of those, though. I think they can beat BYU. All right, Max. You know I'm, I'm big on USC. That... I'm big on USC. I think Clemson's tough. And I, they're not beating Ohio State. Sorry about it. No, they're beating USC, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, Max, you're, you've been okay. high on USC, so I'll, I'll give you that. But that that will be one of the picks that you make that I'll be watching this entire season for sure. And if it hits, that will be amazing. We've hit the group of five in the independence for conferences in college football, so we made it through. Any last, any last words before we uh, sign off on this podcast? The team to watch for out of all of uh, these teams. I don't think we're going to have a playoff contender out of anyone we talked about. But like I said, watch out for UCF, guys. I'm really big on the Knights this year. I think that conference, those top three teams, would be really fun to watch. And like we mentioned, all going to be joining the Big 12. You got to watch that conference. And I think the other conference you got to watch is the Mountain West. Mountain West has so many good teams. I highly encourage you, if you're ever just sitting down, bored, want to watch a game, please watch the Mountain West football. And Jake Hayner, of course, my favorite player in college football. Please watch Jake Hayner this season, everyone. Those are my closing remarks. I I just want to say uh, UCF, if they have a great season, let's say double-digit wins, conference championship, bowl win and everything, and uh, somebody in Lincoln, Nebraska is getting a pink slip, that would be – interesting situation well i mean it wouldn't be a 515 podcast without a little nebraska hate from us for amen. sure amen especially from especially from brock brock is not the biggest nebraska fan ever i okay um, okay okay let me clear up some things i <laughs> i got some messages from people just saying i'm a nebraska hater i am not i love bo Pelini, and they fired him for winning nine to ten games each year that's why I started hating Nebraska because they're like, this guy's just not doing what we want. Well, he was doing everything that nobody else could in the last, what, six, seven, eight years. If Scott Frost wins the conference championship, I will shut my mouth and I will never talk crap about Nebraska again. Well, I'll say this. If there's three things we learned from this episode, it's that Brock, one, Brock is a Bo Pelini fan. Two, yes, yes. Two, Miami, Ohio is winning the Oh, match. yes. Three is that watch out for UCF. So there we go. Those are three points from this episode for sure. We are kind of wrapping it up here. So we are, again, grateful to Larson Real Estate for giving us a sponsorship for sure. We are always, you know, on the lookout. So if anybody has any ideas or suggestions, feel free to slide in our DMs or anything like that. We will answer that. If you've got any questions, let us know. 
we will also answer that. So we appreciate you guys listening again. 515 Sports Podcast, Max Olson, Brock Bierman, and Chase Winterbar signing off.